G'day and welcome to the Fly Fisher Podcast. Since 1967, we've been spreading the bug of fly fishing. Join us as we celebrate the fun of fly fishing and chat with characters that enjoy it as much as we do. Whether you're just starting out or have some experience, we hope our ego-free commentary helps demystify fly fishing and inspires you to visit new places and try new techniques. Hello and welcome back to another episode of Behind the Counter. Today I'm joined by Andrew at the table, all alone. You can hear the line wire in the background. That's Roscoe. That's Ross. And Jono's floating around the shop somewhere too. Roscoe's busy at it, spooling up a Lamps and Lightspeed Marine. Yep, just for a lucky customer. I mean, he's realised how good those reels are and he's come back to buy a second one. <laughs> Is that what's happened <laughs> yeah, there? Yeah, that's what's happened. That's sensational. Yeah. Oh, they're, they're an incredible reel. That's anyway. probably why I've got two as well. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're amazing. Just so light. Hard to get my hands on, though, with you guys constantly borrowing yeah. them. <laughs> like your 10 weight I was casting last night. <laughs> what? Still at my house. What's, this is the first <laughs> I'm hearing of this. <laughs> uh, so what's news? Um, yeah, plenty plenty news in the shop, plenty news on the water. Um, yeah, no, it's an exciting time in fly fishing. Uh, yeah, we got some new products coming this yep, week. We do. It's pretty exciting. Yeah. Um, Sim shirts, they're new. There's some more traditional style shirts. Oh yeah, they're full. Are they cotton? They're cu- they're, no, they're a blend. Yeah, but they're the cl- about the closest you can get to to okay. a cotton fishing shirt these days. Yeah, it's kind of yeah. There's definitely a place for that more traditional looking fishing yeah. shirt. Yeah, where Norbrook Lakes. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and the yeah. Cane, the Cane Day down on Little Pine Lagoon. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's the kind of place. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, there is constantly new gear coming and I think that apparel scene is really, it seems to constantly evolve and it's good. The technology in the apparel scene is crazy. Mm. Like it's insane. Yeah. Like some of those, like the Solarflex cooling hoodie. Yeah. And the, the one with the buff built into it at the front, that's, that's ridiculous. Constantly innovating. Our friends at Sims Fishing Products. They do well. And Orvis. I like that new Orvis jacket. That, yeah, the Orvis, the new Orvis Pro jacket is good. Yeah, yeah, that's a solid, solid jacket. Yeah, it's not just a new color either, folks. It's a full redesign. Yeah, full, fully new jacket. Um, yeah, it's a, I guess, a, a wading jacket. So shorter cut, heavyweight material, very, very waterproof, uh, and all the storage capacity you could want for transferring everything from your vest or pack into the jacket itself. Yeah, and the sizes are accounting for having a layer underneath as well. So if you're a large Buy a large, don't buy an extra large, otherwise you'll be swimming in it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's funny how we sit down to do these podcasts and the moment we sit down, people start coming in oh. the shop, the phone starts ringing. It's like, oh, there's a bit of a lull in the day. Let's uh, pump out a little behind the counter and then... We must sound so distracted right now. We, <laughs> there's customers <laughs> just walking in in front of us. It's ridiculous. Um, but yeah, it's, uh, it's nice that it's... This busy. Yeah, it's this amazing. This point of the season, obviously a long weekend coming up. Yeah. Um, good opportunity for people to get that Monday off and good go fishing for a drive. Weather, and yeah. Um, yeah, it, it is. It I looks haven't even looked at it. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool. I mean, anywhere there is good fishing weather, if you're keen enough. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I think the fishing's been pretty good from all reports. Mate, the fishing has been phenomenal. At least from my experience and from what I've heard from other people, it's everything's firing at the moment. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's crazy. Yeah, I haven't been doing a lot, but I chatted to Cam McGregor earlier today and it sounds like the, the northeast streams and the ovens and uh, the buffalo, they're, they're really fishing well. So he's been doing some more remote stuff, getting yeah. into some 
backcountry. Cam McGregor small, style. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and catching some cracking fish. Uh, but, yeah, I think the the ovens where the water temperatures had risen to a point where getting up high had started to happen, uh, the, the these cooler temperatures we're getting now has brought things back to where they yeah. should be. So yeah, definitely. anywhere around bright there is fishing well. Yeah. Um, and I'll give a bit of a shout out to the offshore fishing too, the tuna scene, the offshore. kingfish scene in Victoria. What's that? Oh, is it a secret? <laughs> <laughs> no, no one fly fishes out there for kingfish. You're do just they? not privy to it, mate. <laughs> <laughs> um, really, tell us about. Yeah, it. so there there is tuna and kingfish and salmon to be found out there, like on bait. It's really small bait, like like tiny bait. Um, so surf candies and things like that are the go-to. So you'll find them from basically anywhere between the two bays, so Cape Shankway and then down towards Barwon Heads, especially off those artificial reefs and fads. You, you'll find kings on the top there and definitely tuna on the top. And where, like, is fly fishermen tuna sun themselves in the sun, they kind of just stop, not stop swimming, but they swim together very slowly. And the lure guys hate it because they can't, get a small enough lure to them to eat because they get really picky like trout. But fly guys, like, we can deliver a surf candy to them and they'll they'll crunch it because those surf candies are a perfect imitation of the bait that's out there at the moment. And the abundance of fish out there is crazy. Yeah. How yeah. big a boat do you need realistically oh, to get out and do I don't this? think I can comment on that for legal reasons because the rip's fucking dangerous. But oh, right. Yeah, yeah. Uh, at, at Barwon Heads. Yeah. Oh, well, you can get out Barwon Heads in a small boat. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I know blokes that do it in tinnies, like four-metre tinnies, but... I don't know. We go pick out. Pick your day. Yeah, pick your day, pick your weather. Go through the rip at slack tide, so high tide or low tide at Williamstown. And, yeah, get it. if you're heading out the heads and doing it that way, yeah, you definitely have to do it like that. But launching at Barwon, you'll need a boat that can fit under the bridge and then also one big enough to... So there's no ramp on yeah, the other so side the, of the bridge. No. So at Barwon, you have to go under the bridge. Yeah. So there's, it's not really, you know... It's, yeah. it's a bit of a catch-22. Like, your redfisher would be perfect for launching out of Barwon. It's, like, the most ideal boat. Yeah. Um, Jeez, so there's a lot of swimmers and suppers and, yeah, you know, to yeah. dodge doing that too. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, but, yeah, that's it's it's accessible. And, you know, if there's not kingfish and tuna, there's always salmon in the rip. Yeah. Like, you will see salmon up top feeding. And, like, all you have to do is find them and... You'll mark them on the sounder if you're using a sounder. They'll go down and you'll be like, oh, they're gone. And I'll pop back up again right next to the boat. It's the most insane thing I've ever seen. It's game fishing right here in Victoria. Yeah, amazing. Yeah. It sounds like we're you know giving a lot of airtime to that saltwater fly fishing. When well, it's because we've given it zero airtime. Ah, have we? Roscoe, that's all he talks about. Oh, yeah, maybe catching 30-centimetre pinkies <laughs> off Frankston. <but laughs> it's not the size. It's not the, <laughs> it's the numbers. Um, um, what other fishing has there been? Well, I just think, you know, the rivers are just oh, that consistently good yeah. at the moment that there's really not much to say other than get out there. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I mean, I had a cracking day with Damien, one of our staff members here at the Fly Fisher, yeah. the other day, and we po- would have polaroided polaroiding in victoria on rivers 20 plus fish amazing over a sandy bottom yeah out towards gippsland were they as big as the fish that ross catches in the bay no, <laughs> no. <laughs> it's not it's not it's no, not it's size. not matara polaroiding it's uh it's Torongo river it kind of is it's just on a much smaller scale yeah yeah yeah. and probably more fish numbers too i mean yeah, to see that definitely. many fish and have all of them bar one eat the mm. fly is just amazing yeah, yeah. Uh, so what you you called it early because there were some trees coming down. Yeah, was it, it was windy. Like that 
I've never experienced weather changing there apart from Tassie that changes so quick there. Yeah. Um, the wind came out of nowhere and when the trees start, start cracking, that's when you, yeah. Yeah, you start thinking about leaving because yeah. that's windy. No, that's a good point and just to take it easy out there yeah. and have your, have your wits about you, be a that's bit right. smart about yeah. where you're fishing. Yeah. Um, I know Ross has been doing a cod, bit of cod fishing. I don't know if he's going to join us. To talk I think about that, I think you're going to tap out, and he's going to tap in at some point. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. I've got be prepared for that. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> big change up, big shake up. Yeah. Um, and you're off to Tasmania next week. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going to be down there with a paintbrush in my hand mostly, um, and then I'll be swapping the paintbrush for a fly rod every now and then. Yeah, nice. What, Should weather prevail, what are you planning to fish? Uh, oh, well, yeah, somewhere around Myena, yeah. one of the lakes. I won't, yeah. go, won't go far. Um, and there's just so much on offer within, you know, close yeah, proximity absolutely. to the shack. So yeah. that'll be me for a bit. Yeah. For, yeah Scratch for that bit. itch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely. Um, and, yeah, what about you, mate? What are you up to? Uh, well, you're going to Tassie, so that's my day off cancelled. I'll have to work. <laughs> <laughs> you're supposed to be at uni today, though, and you're I not. Know, so. I know. No, that's why I have to run. <laughs> Um, no, my fishing plans, I'll probably head out towards that Gippsland Way again and try to get some of that sort of fishing in. I also do want to do a bit of brim fishing along the shipwreck coast too while the water's clear. Yeah. Um, I've been annoying Carl Jones over text um, for tips and tricks and pointers. Now I just have to make the commitment and go do it. Something intimidating about it, isn't there? Oh, I mean, Forbesy and I fished it uh, just before summer and that was like, which one river? Uh, Pankalite Creek. Oh, yeah. And that was one of the hardest days fishing I've had, just like soul-destroying. Yeah. The water was dirty, so I was kind of flogging. Yeah. Um, and, like, first time doing it on the fly, and it, it's just different. Mm. Um, but I think now with the amount of research I've done, it should be a little bit easier to do. Yeah. yeah. I mean, Wilderness Fly Fishing have an amazing video on brim fishing, and they've got them tailing in, in one of those systems down there. And Really? Wonder which yeah, yeah. whereabouts that yeah, is. Yeah, yeah, I think it's towards the the Warnable Way. Yeah. Um, but that's yeah, incredible. Yeah. Incredible brim fishing. Uh bloody hard. Like I was speaking to someone the other day and they're saying brim aren't a viable target on five, blah 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 blah. Just because of the way they eat. But I think when it's visual like that, it's it is yeah. definitely a viable way to fish for them. Yeah, cool. Yeah. Um yeah, it's just such beautiful country down there oh it is it? absolutely and the other thing is fishing the bigger systems like Pankalike's quite a small system mm. but the bigger ones like uh the hopkins estuary and that you've got the a chance at other bycatch you know from small salmon right through to mulloway like yeah things happen when you're fishing in the salt water it's crazy yeah definitely yeah. um uh lauren my wife and i went down uh the great ocean road for a little getaway uh for her birthday and we stayed in peterborough on the curdies yeah um, yeah. Which I think has a really good reputation for brim fishing, and it certainly looked good. Yeah, but I don't know enough about it. And yeah, I did a bit of a Google, and you know, it sounds like it it has been good in its day, but I don't know. I think it had a bit of a fish kill. Yeah, but things like saltwater's ecosystems, especially, recover from that. Yeah, uh, very well. Like they get a good few flush outs. Um, Doesn't take long, does it? Yeah, one of the other rivers down there. I spent a whole day fishing and found out that the salinity or something was too. The dissolved oxygen was too low, and there was literally no fish in there. Okay, um, that's the one in Anglesey. Um, might even be the Anglesey River or something like that. Yeah, and yeah. yeah, there's literally no fish in there. Mm. Um, big mullet, but yeah, yeah. local stop means like there's no fish in here. 
like, you're joking. Wasting your time, yeah, yeah. He's like, I'm like, oh, you're taking the piss. Yeah. And I Google it and there, there's no fish. Yeah. No, no, yeah. No. no, you definitely want to be fishing somewhere where there's fish. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> um, yeah. What else is new? Uh, so, oh, yeah, new Orvis luggage. That's amazing. I'm yep. in love with it. Shorter trip bag. It's not a, it's not a three week. Yeah. Yeah, I probably would be adequate for the tropics because you don't really take much in no. the clothing. Yeah. Um, the, the, we're talking about the big roller bag that they do, the new Orvis roller bag. Uh, very lightweight. Oh, that's there. That was my that's my highlight of it. Like I've mm. taken a few of those that Sims bag a few times now, and it's heavy. So when mm. you've got an allowance, you're taking three kilos up in baggage allowance. This thing is a featherweight when it comes to luggage. It sure is. Yeah. Um, last of the fly time mystery boxes. We've got noted down here. Uh, yeah, we're get running out of stuff. So yeah. um, jump on board that. If I think the $50 uh, fly time mystery box, you get about 300 bucks worth of value and materials. So load up. Yeah, and some there's actually very, very good stuff in there. Yeah. Like incredibly good stuff. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Hardy Rods. New yeah. Hardy Rods apparently. Which is pretty new to the fly fisher. Yeah. We've had the ultralight. That's been a semi-popular one. Um, but, yeah, they're doing some good stuff at Hardy now. The Arden in that $800 price point and the Marksman around 1200 So, um Interesting it, price points too. Yeah. Yeah, like yeah. that $800 price point. That's a sweet spot, that isn't is it? That is a sweet spot. There's yeah. nothing else really there. No. Apart from... The River Maniac. Yeah. And that's it. Which the River Maniac's one that we've got. That's going to be a tough one for that rod to beat. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah. yeah, so the Vision River Maniac uh, and, of course, the Nymph Maniac. Um, so, yeah, plenty in that sort of mid-to-price range, mid-range that is it's just growing every day. Yeah. Oh, and another one to mention, the Tiemco online hook sales still continuing. Yep. Yeah. Those 100 packs. Those 100 packs. Man, yeah. 100 hooks for $19. Yeah. That's I think we're getting to the point where it's mostly sizes 18s and 20s and sizes 26s. 8s and 10s. <laughs> yeah, there's some size yeah. 26s in there too for <laughs> you midge fishermen. Yeah. <laughs> you want your nano silk for yeah. them. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Um, so, yeah, lots happening in store. Uh, get in and visit us. Um, happy to help with any questions you got. Um, what's uh, What other podcast episodes have we got coming up? Uh, we're going to do a little Cocos recap, um, just a short one, just to um, go over some of the stuff that R- Ross covered in that first yep. Cocos podcast. Um, he had a very different experience there to me. So, uh, yeah, some interesting things that we'll uncover in that one worth a listen. Yeah, definitely. Um, what, any other podcasts? Oh, yeah, we got Scotty on the Goulburn. When's yeah. that? That's, soon, That's Yeah, that? very soon. Oh, I think we've forgotten about that. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that'll be coming up within the next couple of weeks, guys, and that's going to be an... Oh, yeah, so we're podcast. recording that one on the 22nd. Are we? Okay. Yeah, that's well, good. Put know. it in your diary, mate. Put it, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, it is in there. It's in there. I just don't check the diary. Um, yeah, Scotty's running a uh, a course on how to fish the Goulburn River over, I think, a couple of days. Um, and uh, what is it, 1200 bucks? You can book online at the Fly Fish or, or you can contact him directly. Um, give a listen to that one. Yeah, definitely. When that yeah. comes out. And yeah. if you're interested in that course, then sign up. Yeah. Um, so, uh, Peter, you better go. <laughs> you don't want to miss that class, mate. No. Yeah. No, no. You, got an you don't want to be working in a fly shop for the rest of your no, life. So, no, as go, much as go and I get like your it. education and yeah. uh, go on to graduate. We'll get Ross to tag in now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, Peter tapping out and welcome, Roscoe. So, Peter tapping out and Roscoe tapping in. Roscoe, welcome 
to the podcast. Hi guys, yeah, well you've got to do that when you're busy in the store. <laughs> it was a bit of a, a bit of a whirlwind, wasn't it? There was, um, yeah, one well, after another. It was good. I think everyone's getting away for the long weekend and just doing some last minute supplies. Yeah, gearing up. It's nice to have a bit of time to uh, to hit the water. Roscoe, you've been off deck for a little bit with the new baby, but um, have you been doing any fishing? Yeah, so just before, I tried to cram as much fishing in as I could, and I did get three days with Cam McGregor from River Escapes, which was absolutely fantastic. So stayed at his, uh, you know, base camp at uh, just north of Yakandanda there, Myrtleford area, and um, had a fantastic day. So we kind of did uh, three species in three days. So the Friday was focused on trout, and we fished the ovens, and Cam was actually uh, kind enough to teach me about sparkle pupa fishing, or caddis emerger fishing, basically. Yeah, right. What is that? Um, so it's a, it's a technique I'd never really done before, but basically as the, as the caddis comes up from the bottom, it actually swims side on in the current um, and before it emerges. So Cam was explaining this to me much better than I'm explaining it now, um, but basically there's a, a fly called a sparkle pupa that we sell um, uh, in an olivey colour or a white colour. I think the olive one is more popular and um, he fishes it with two um, uh, two dry flies so two very close together and that helps swing that um, fly side on to the current um, and it was it brained them for me and I'd struggled in situations where I'd gone to evening rises on rivers um, and cast to fish had little half-hearted takes or had fish take uh, the actual thing next to mine and never really have a good session and this was probably a session where I thought yep there's a fish cast to it bang it's on and I probably caught half a dozen fish in the two hour period Fishing upstream or downstream or across stream? Across, What's, yeah, across. up and across. Up and across. Yeah, um, and he was fishing above me, I was below him, and we literally just didn't hardly moved uh, when it got really on. And um, yeah, I was just fishing this run, casting to the far bank, letting it drift, and I was probably getting it about halfway. So as I was kind of parallel yep. um, to the bank. Yeah, it was a really good, interesting way of, of, of trout fishing that I hadn't done before. So the sparkle pupa's on the point, and then what's the fly that you were using above that? So the the sparkle few pill was the one in the middle, like the right. the, the first fly, and okay. then the point fly was like a like a little yellow Sally type thing. Yeah, yeah. Um, oh, cool! Isn't yeah. that a good hour? You fish with guides and and you know people like Cam McGregor. You always walk away learning something new. Yeah, and it's it's interesting because we all know the flies and we all know the flies that represent, but we don't necessarily know how to fish those flies effectively. Yeah, like I never knew it had to swim sideways. Yeah, or had to be sideways to be m- most effective. So you pick up little tips like that, and I don't think you would ever learn that yourself. Yeah, yeah. I wonder. Yeah, oh, I guess reading and and watching videos certainly helps. Yeah, if you Gary Lafontaine invented that yeah. fly, and he's yeah. the caddis man. Um, but yeah, unless you read that book, you wouldn't have just spent the time on the water and gone, "Oh, these things are swimming sideways." And hundred percent. Yeah, and so it was just trout fishing up there, or did you do anything else? Yeah, so the Saturday was a drift on uh, a local river near Cam for Cot Murray Cod, and I had the best day on Murray Cod I've ever had. I think my biggest was close to seventy. Wow. And between 65 and 70, uh, which was kind of like almost a whitey-coloured cod. I don't know if you saw the picture, but yeah. it's interesting looking. Nearly uh, albino. Yeah, exactly. Like you being a pom. That's it. <laughs> but I'm not really that white. <laughs> you are, no, you? No, I'm pretty olive, really. <laughs> yeah. and, um, uh, and then I caught a trout cod as well, and I caught a Macquarie perch on a, on a cod fly, which was pretty cool. Amazing. Um, so I think I had maybe 12 hookups and maybe seven fish 
uh, boated for the day. And just to clarify, that's in one day's fishing? That's one day, that's one drift. And I think we got on the water at about 10.30, so I cooked breakfast, uh, bacon and eggs for me and Cam, and then, um, it, yeah, we just slowly got the boat ready, loaded it all up with uh, everything we needed for the day, got on the water at 10.30, and then we were off at 10.30 at night. Yeah. So it was a, it was a still a 12-hour drift, um, and yeah, it was. Most of the fish came, they came all throughout the day, some around the 10.30 mark, some around lunch, and some mid-afternoon, and then on dark, we got a couple on surface, which was good. And just to prepare the audience for the worst and hoping for the best, that's not cod fishing normally, is it? No, Getting so <laughs> I would say out of the last four trips I've done with Cam last year, I haven't done anything with him this year, but last year I think probably two of them were blanks. Mm. Um, so, yeah, but you always learn something with Cam and you always see something on the water which is worthwhile. Yeah. Um, uh, what an amazing day's fishing, mate. I don't think many people can say they've had that much exposure to cod in one day. No, and I was saying to Cam that, you know, not being in a negative way at all, but I was saying, like, this is probably the best day in cod I'm ever going to have and uh, in a grateful way, like, wow, yeah. I'm really grateful that I've had probably the best day I'm ever going to have. And then um, Sunday, uh, Cam picked up a rod as well um, and we fished for carp in the Hume cool. on the flats and it was fantastic. It was hard fishing because the water was quite dirty and we both managed one or – I got one, he might have got two, he definitely got one. Um, but yeah, it was pretty tricky. But it's sight casting, yeah, at its finest. They're never easy, are they? No, they're not. They're not easy. Not on fly. They don't really, you know, move to flies like a trout or yeah. codwood. That's for sure. Um, but very rewarding when you get one on, and they fight like hell. Mm. I think that's kind of unique that you can do that in the northeast. Like you've had three days or two days up there. Three days. Three days. You've covered your trout. You've tra- covered your cod, and then you've <laughs> been polaroiding for carp. That's kind of the you know, the pinnacle of northeast fly fishing if you wanted to look more broadly than just trout. Absolutely, and Cam was pretty excited about that trip. He was like, look, this is what I've been doing on the Hume. I do have a, a glass, a fiberglass flats bloat. Do you want to take that out? We didn't end up doing it. We ended up waiting, but... um that's the basically what he wanted. I always said, look, what's good? What should we do? And he was like, this is what we should do. This is what I want you to do. And I was like, yeah, mate, sounds amazing. Yeah, cool. Um, but, yeah, obviously if you just want to do a trout trip with him, he'll do that. If you just want to do a cod trip, he'll do that. And if you just want to do carp, he'll do that too. But it is good to break it up. And I think you learn a lot Yeah, fishing for three different species. 100%. Oh, cool trip, mate. Well done. Yeah, it was awesome. What have you got planned, mate, for the long weekend? You going to get out there? Yeah, I'm actually Monday. I'm going to explore some uh, options in the bay. Um, I'm hoping that some salmon are going to start to appear. Um, and yeah, if the weather looks good, and I'll probably take the boat for a bit of a bit of a bit of a drive, bit of a run. Yeah, um, yeah. Peter was talking about out in the blue water there. I don't think that tinny's quite up to blue water action. It isn't. Um, <laughs> I have taken a tinny out of the heads, um, but yeah, it's yeah. Even in a really big boat, that's a scary kind of. Uh, You've taken a tinny out through the heads. Yeah, a. Th- uh, a Tinny about four, I think it's 4.7 metre tinny um, out of the heads. We went chasing tuna. I told you about this. Did you? Yeah. I must have been paying attention. Sean's boat. Brand new tinny. Nice boat. But yeah. it's a tinny. So it's a big plate aluminium. <laughs> no, it's a. It's it's not plate. It's uh, moulded, you know, yeah. folded. But um, it's it's got high gunnels, but it is a tinny and it was pretty wild through the rip. <laughs> Something just the brave should do. Um and, uh, yeah, so mate, if you could be anywhere, though, like if, you know, there were maybe uh, something, a better place to go than Port Phillip Bay, where yeah. would it be? Well, where, where would you rather be? Well, I think, you know, um, uh, family's been on the mind lately, um, you know, stuff back in England. I'd love to be on a chalk stream with my uncle. 
Um, Home is calling, the motherland. Well, yeah, and uh, that would be probably, uh, if I could uh, teleport myself anywhere, it would be, um, yeah, on a chalk stream in England, sight casting to, um, to fish. Yeah, and is it, they're normally rising fishes. Are they dry fly only waters? Um, I've done very little chalk stream fishing in the UK. Like 99.9% of my fishing was lakes. But yes, it was like, I remember vividly fishing this section of water with pristine mowed lawn and like an old medieval bridge over this chalk stream. And there was a, probably a five, six pound brown just in the margin, um, just sipping tiny little flies off the surface. And yeah, it was dry fly, upstream dry fly only with a guide. Yeah, magic. Jeez. Champagne fly fishing at its very best. Yeah, it, yeah, it is. And those days, uh, they were very expensive back then, and they've only just got more more expensive. It's quite exclusive, really. Yeah. Well, just as why well you work at the fly fishing and get paid the big bucks. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> yeah. Enjoy the flight over there, Roscoe. Yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, the. I mean, this next twelve months, we're doing a lot on the guiding and travel stuff. That's yeah. really ramping up in through the fly fishing now. Um, you're, you've got a Cocos trip. Yeah, I do have a Cocos, uh, hosted Cocos trip going back there again, a uh, little bit a week before I went last year, um, but November, there's one spot left. So if anyone is interested to get over to Cocos with us, and that is the only spot for this entire year, um, to go over to Cocos to fish. So get in early. Wow. A golden opportunity yeah. to have Ross, Kate and carrying your bags as you travel to one of the saltwater fly fishing paradises. And he's not joking. I carried bags, checked, people's in, checked people in, uh, bought pizzas, got bought slabs from the bottle shop. So you do get spoiled <laughs> if you go with me. Roscoe goes that extra mile, folks. So, uh, yeah, to one lucky angler out there, if you're interested at all, um, be sure to get in touch with us and we'll send you all the details. Um, yep. But thanks for listening to another episode of Behind the Counter. And as we've covered, we'll be back very soon with some great episodes. Catch gotcha. you.